very warm welcome to a Saturday evening here in stormy Moscow. We have had floods of both rain and tears because Siska are getting spanked like bad boys in an SM, oh well, BDSM, sorry, I should say, uh, dungeon in Amsterdam. Of course, you're getting spanked by uh, Zenith. So, we're going to go straight away across to, I hope it is to Canada, I hope it's to Toronto, I hope it's not a dungeon BDSM gym. Uh, straight away to Alex B. Alex, are you well? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much. About as fine as somebody in Amsterdam in a basement could be. <laughs> I love it. All right, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Flint and Isil Cody, they are waiting for us. We're going to start off straight to you. Okay, Major League Baseball might not come back, but the NBA is going to Disney. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, so the current, so kind of every league that wanted to come back planned a return for in Florida. So that was MLS, that was MLB, that was NBA. And so right now the uh, the coronavirus just spiked in Florida. So right now they jeopardized everything. So right now they're thinking if they're not going to return, they might return in the fall and just cancel the seasons altogether. But that's kind of been the big thing because, um, yeah, because everybody was planning to return in Florida because that's Disney World is in Florida. What is the real reasoning behind it, do you think, why they're not coming back? Because, I mean, UFC is going on, all the wrestling's going on, like AEW and WWE, so what, what's... Like, even, what's the, even my thing is that even the UFC was, the events that they did have were in Florida, and they were in Jacksonville, so uh, right now they're, they're going to have a fight like, tonight, actually. There's going to be a pretty big fight between Curtis Blades and Alexander Volkov, but that's going to be happening in the Apex, which is in Vegas which is just the UFC arena. But normally they would have it in Jacksonville. And right now they're not returning there. We're not planning to return there anymore. Uh, has that sort of discouraged you a wee bit that, it, that, that, this is going to, that this won't be taking place until the autumn? Uh, it is, yeah, because that was sort of, I don't know why they all wanted to go to Florida. I don't know why that was kind of like their place. But yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not good news to hear about them delaying it yet again. Again, we do know that, as you mentioned last week, uh, some players were not keen to come back um, because of the Black Lives Matter issue, but okay. Excellent. We're going to go back to you in a moment because I want to ask you something about uh, UFC. I'm going to go uh, to Dublin and Isol Cody. Uh, Isol, you have two minutes, please, to discuss when you get away with doing something bad, like Mo Farah. When you get away with doing something bad, like uh, Jessica Ennis or Paula Radcliffe or any of these super athletes or, or idiots who dope and then get away with, like, or threaten people like Serena Williams, you get away with missing tests or skipping tests and then you skip some more. What the hell is going on with that idiot Christmas, Christmas or uh, Chris Coleman? You have a finite period. If you skip a test, if you skip, skip two tests, you're cool. If you, within that finite period, skip three tests, oh, we're in trouble. So here's my issue. I think there was an incredible, could all have learned a lot from, by reading about it on Twitter in the last few weeks, where Da Young put up and he basically said, what had happened was Chris Jim Coleman had put up an explanation for his missed tests. And the issue was, Within his explanation, he had said, I wasn't informed, I wasn't aware, etc. Random drug testing, the main basis of that is you're not informed, you're not aware. You give your whereabouts and the testers test. 
Christian Coleman has made a mockery of the system. And the problem is Christian Coleman made a mockery of the system earlier this year when he missed a series of tests, but they went, it's not in the 12 month period. So we'll all open that test that was outside. He did it again and he did it again. And that's the fundamental point. This is a man, you don't miss tests because you're clean. A clean athlete does not miss tests. And anyone who suggests otherwise is missing the entire point. The reason you miss tests is because there's a potential there if you test positive with something. And I've no issue in saying it because the entire anti-doping system rests on the clean to show for tests. Christian, unfortunately, cannot be found. What he said was that um, he was out shopping and he said, like, you know, why couldn't they just give me the usual phone call heads up? You because don't... random testing. Yeah. Random Christian. Yeah. And this is the whole Brandon. thing as so well. We, we've seen this. My mother showed up at my door. Sorry, let's got, not get into my personal issues. But my mother has showed up at my door when I've been shopping. She's rang me and I've said, I'll be back in 10 minutes, mum. I'd still be there. Unfortunately, the difference is Christian would not turn up. Andrew Flint, straight up to you for your two minutes. Um, very interesting. I'm sorry, Andrew. In Russia... Uh, a little bit of gobshitery, cockwombolism even, shown by FC Sochi, who, for their karma, could be out of business by the end of the year. What happened this week in the wonderful world of Russian football? Yeah, mate. I mean, you know, I've been craving this moment, the return of Russian football for ages. And what do we get? We get records tumbling. We get the really heartwarming story of, of some youngsters playing their hearts out. But the reason the youngsters are playing in the first place is, as you mentioned, a fair amount of um, cock wobbling. Um, so, long story short, six Rostov players tested positive for COVID-19. The advice of the Russian health authorities was right. That's the whole senior squad and staff, which is 42 people in total, go into a complete 14-day quarantine, so obviously cannot play a Premier League game. Um, there was one reserve date, the 19th of July, which is the Russian Cup semi-final date. And as neither Sochi nor Rostov were in the semi-finals, that was okay. Now, this is where it gets really ridiculous. The decision to postpone the match till that date or not did, did not lie with the Russian Premier League or the Russian Football Union, but with both clubs to agree it. So Sochi, of course, saw an opportunity. Well, if they can't put up a first eleven, then for senior players, they must either play youth players or forfeit the match. And in the end... Under-18s, the entire under-18 team took the pitch against Sochi. Average age of 17 years, and I mean the young end of 17 years. Um, and they even took the lead after 55 seconds, a very, very nice finish. And in the end, Sochi, of course, these are senior players. These are players who have played in World Cup quarterfinals. Um, and they strolled to a 10-1 win in fifth gear. And it just, sporting integrity was so far from this match in every single sense. On the pitch, the decision not to show any solidarity, either postponing the game or even possibly fielding some youth players of their own. Um, none of that happened. 10-1, it's the highest scoring game in Russian league history since the fall of the Soviet Union. And, um, and it set a dangerous precedent. Fair play going out the window. I was reminded, uh, Eastall remember this, the 2010 Leinster football final uh, between Mees and Loud when the scumbags from Mees, sorry to say, their behaviour on the field and after was just terrible. Um, the now Loud uh, historic Leinster title. But 
uh, you know, and again, the Russian Premier League chickening out, showing that they have been castrated or whatever. I don't know what it is, but they were complete eunuchs in this where they just basically said, okay, clubs sort it out. Instead of having a word there, say, listen, postpone it. Okay, so I, again... Well, Alan, just uh, only one small thing I would add at this point, which we should do in the interest of fairness. The, these protocols, as in the fact that it is up to the two clubs to agree, not the authorities in the league, this was part of what all of the clubs agreed going yeah. into the restart. No, no, I've got no, you know, kind of like qualms with that. I agree, Andrew, you're right. The, the clubs agreed to this, but at the same time... It yeah. shouldn't have been allowed, it shouldn't have been for them to agree to. It should have simply been, look, we're the authorities, we will decide. And the clubs couldn't have argued with that. So, no. And it, it, again, it shows, yet again in Russian football, that, um, you know, attitude reflects leadership. The leadership is sorely lacking in this case, yet again. Okay, back over to Canada. Volkov, what are his chances? What are his chances of uh, winning? And uh, could this sort of lead the way to sort of bigger value fights further down or in the very near future? Yes, yes, it could. Um, I think uh, Curtis Blaze is a heavy favorite. Well, it's not. He's he's a big favorite, but at the same time, I think it's just a classic like striker versus wrestler thing we see in the UFC at, like at every event. You know, I think I think Volkov, he's a lot more... Well, if you just look at the stats, he's a lot more uh, experienced. He's had a lot more fights. He's had a lot more wins, but he's also had a lot more losses. Yeah. Uh, so, Curtis Blades, he's only lost to Francis Ngannou. Volkov wants to fight, hopefully, after this, if he wins against Curtis Blades. Uh, but it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough call, sorry. It's yeah. just... Yeah, you, you can never really know. Yeah. Two books players have tested positive for coronavirus. Also, uh, th- you know, th- there's a lot more kind of bubbling through in America. Coronavirus. That's the, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, this happened in the NHL too. So in the NHL, they opened, uh, they opened the training facilities on June 8th. And yeah. since then, 11 players have tested positive. So right now they have to postpone everything. The Tampa Bay Lightning shut down their training facilities. So they're, yeah, they're going back. The NBA is sort of, yeah, there's been a lot of players that have been, they have beaten the virus, but at the same time, uh, it's launched in China. They fully launched the Chinese Basketball Association launched their launched games courtesy of Yao Ming. Yeah, and uh, but a lot of people in Beijing were being infected too. So I don't think right now is really that. I think they should. Everybody should just wait a couple more months. Still yeah. that time. This is something that seems, seems to be good, especially in America. That, thank you, guys, for that because it was something that I know that you wanted to bring up. So I just wanted to sort of confirm. Iso, I'm going to give you a minute on to split between Spurs and a big baby. Let me go. Okay, Spurs, let me take up my 20 seconds with Spurs. We drew against Man United. It's pretty much a win. It's ironic that Dyer, who is a walking, talking yellow card, only managed to give away a penalty. Because let's face it, Aurier is the real problem. Let me move on to Big Baby Miller. (laughs) So, I did that seamlessly. Let's say boxing is blind when it comes to guys and when it comes to or when it comes to Big Baby Miller, we're not blind, we're Steve, we're singing while playing the piano because tested positive for so many drugs that I'm not even going to list them, but they include EPO. To give him a license is to spit in the face of every other boxer that gets in the ring with him and to say, we don't care about your personal well-being. That's my 30 seconds. I can go on for an hour and a half. Let's not. Okay. Okay. No, that, that, look, again, like you said, 
this is a guy who was a contender. He's a very, very good kickboxer as well. He's he was due to fight Anthony Joshua, and now this. So Pio. And I just I want his on its own. Exactly. I just want to go back to one thing before we go uh, find it to to yes. um, listen this morning to uh, the self-titled Big Daddy Steve Bunt. And he's talking about <laughs> he he's never met Daniel Kinahan, or maybe he has met him, but he, he doesn't remember him, so he mustn't be that remarkable. And he bollocks on this morning. I was I mean I, I, I was waking and working because I was in contact with students in Asia and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, what is this about? The the English uh, after the fact are suddenly realizing that there is a drug dealer in their midst. Are you surprised? No. Let's be just clear on this. Daniel Kinahan is that guy at a party who, but they never care about him. I don't care if the English media say they don't know who Daniel Kinahan is. I don't care if British boxers come out and say he's a great guy. The reality is I drive home every Friday evening in a very simple drive home and I drive by on my way home. One graveyard that's filled with Kinahan grave victims. I drive by two houses that I know held weight so to suggest anything more than a murder maybe some of my family are from you know, people shot dead in the roads just up the road so yeah it, it goes everywhere Andrew back to you you have another piece uh, you've got a, I'm going to give you a minute on uh, the Russian football so quick go for us we're, we're back we're back with a bang we've had uh, I think 29 goals in five games this weekend we've just seen Zanit the league leaders we know have won the title already absolutely walked through Tiska um, it's only their third win in 12 games in Moscow in the Russian Premier League. So that was really no surprise just simply how easily they did it. Spartak were 3-0 up coasting and then conceded twice in added, in added time against Arsenal Tula. Uh, they're looking good, I think, for a Europa, Europa League chase. I think they could be in contention for fifth place. Now that Rostov, of course, will have to play their youngsters for at least two more games. And Akron Grozny scored four goals away from home. So it, everything is just it's very hard to keep track of. But um, a lot, a lot going on is the long story short. And okay. three more games to go this weekend. Okay, folks, we're going to wrap it up there, and uh, I wish you all well. I'll speak to you all on Monday evening. Yeah.